episode of the Bougie Boss Podcast is brought to you by Brunch with Bosses Conference 2019. This is not your ordinary conference. Be prepared to go next level. Brunch with Bosses 2019 is a conference for aspiring entrepreneurs, established entrepreneurs, and all bossed up babes. It's designed to build, boost, and bond over brunch. You can now register today at bit.ly, that's B as in boy, I-T dot L-Y forward slash all capitals brunch with bosses one nine. Let's start the show. You're listening to the Bougie Boss Podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the classy bossed up woman who's looking to build her empire and start living the life that she deserves. I am your host, Marissa Janine. So grab a glass of wine, sit back, take notes, and enjoy the show. the Bougie Balls Podcast. This is your host, Marissa Janae, the owner of Rated Bougie Hair Company, the host of the new Facebook Live show, Bossed Up, and your favorite business and Pinterest consultant. Welcome. Welcome back to part two of Courting versus Dating. I am so excited for you all to be here. As we talk about this, this topic today, I have some guests on today that are dynamic, and they are going to just share their knowledge with you in regards to this topic and I'm just going to jump right into it today and we'll get into some other things later after the show. So I just want to introduce the first person here who is my prayer sister. She's also my accountability partner. Um, I met her at a conference last year and ever since then our relationship has blossomed. So I just want to bring forth now uh, Tiara. Are you there? I am here. Hey, Tierra. Hey. <laughs> I am so excited that you are here today. If you could just tell my listeners, uh, you know, more about yourself and when you started your, your walk with Christ, as well as your relationship status. Hey, guys. My name is Tierra Richards, and I am uh, the founder of Naturally Dainty. Uh, it's a natural skincare company. I'm an entrepreneur, a model, a blogger, a dancer, and also a speaker. And my walk with Christ began 10 years ago. It'll be 10 years in April, and I am excited about that. I got saved when I was 18, so I'm super pumped about that. Um, I am excited. Um, I'm excited to be here on this podcast. I'm excited to be a guest. I'm excited to, to, to just speak whatever it is that God just would have us to say today. Awesome. And did you say your relationship status? Oh, I'm sorry. My relationship status is married. I will be married for two years uh, this coming July. Awesome. And I love her husband, Joe. They are just the cutest little couple. Like, oh my gosh, I just want to eat them up. They are the best. <laughs> <laughs> my next guest um i haven't known um him for very long but it does seem as though that we've known each other for years um this is one of my brothers in christ david are you there i'm here i'm here um everybody as you said my name is uh david wilson and i am a father to my son davion who is 12 um he's down in texas with his mother and I get him every summer and some holidays. So we do have that intimate time together. Um, I'm from Virginia Beach myself and my career um, was completed in the military as a Marine. Uh, I did 15 years and I was actually approved for early retirement. So I was able to retire uh, recently as of 2018. So currently right now I am working on becoming an entrepreneur. Miss um, Marissa here is getting me started on a lot of different things here. She's my accountability sister here. Uh, podcast coming soon and some other things. She's going to keep me aligned with everything else. Um, and my most intimate walk uh, with Christ began around June 2018. Uh, I've always known him, uh, but I would be lukewarm with him. And I was baptized as a child. But now I'm deciding to uh, get baptized again this summer over at uh, Transformation Church in Tulsa. And I'm going to surrender my life to God then. 
and my relationship status is single. Thank you, David. I'm so happy that you're here as well. And my last guest um, is also one of my brothers in Christ who I haven't known very long, but this brother here, it has a wealth of knowledge, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear from him today. Jay, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on? Um, What's up, everybody? So, like she said, my name is Jay, uh, Jay Wells. I am 24 years old. I am an artist. I am actually in my car, like driving around. <laughs> but um, I'm an artist. Uh, so I sing, I rap, I dance. Um, I play all of the saxophones. I actually have a performance tonight. So that's, you know, that's why I'm kind of like driving around doing everything right now. So I have a performance tonight. And um, <clears throat> outside of that, uh, I love I love to speak about God. Like that's just like a thing for me. I just love talking about God. I can do it all day. Uh, David, man, that, that's my boy. So he know, man, we have tons of conversations. Um, I also work as a social media specialist full time. Um, I've graduated from Bowling Green State University with my Bachelor of Liberal Studies. And uh, eventually I hope to go back to get my master's in strategic communications. Um, in terms of my walk with Christ, I got saved officially back in like 2013, 2014. That's when I finally like accepted Christ into my life as my Lord and Savior. I was first baptized in 2015, April 19th of 2015, but I was very lukewarm with them. Uh, like David had mentioned before, like I was real lukewarm. And then uh, in December of 2018, I got rebaptized because my most intimate walk with Christ and my consistency with Christ started in uh, February of 2018. And um, my current relationship status is that I am intentionally dating right now and I'm loving every part of it. So, mm-hmm. so listeners, we're going to get into that um, intentionally dating topic here soon. But um, <laughs> you guys already know my stance on the topic courting versus dating from part one. So I'm just going to step back a little bit today and let my guests take over. As you know, um, they are the very first guests on the show. We've been trying to get this together since March, and I'm just excited to be able to bring you guests today and going forward to talk about topics that many people aren't talking about, uh, to talk about topics in regards to your businesses and elevating your businesses and elevating you as um, as people, you know, as my bougie boss, babe. So uh, we're just going to go ahead and get right in with the first question. And again, this is going to be more of a conversation. Um, so to my guests, feel free to jump in, to piggyback, to debate um, again in a Christ-like way while we're on um, the podcast today. So the first question I'm going to pose to Jay, and then it's going to go to Tierra, and then up to, and then to David. Okay. All right. So listen, guys, I'm going to tell y'all, we are on Zoom right now. So I'm looking at everybody (laughs) on Zoom as we record this. So um, it's, it's a little crazy right now, but all right, Jay. So what is your definition of courting and what's your definition of dating? Oh, all right. So like, (laughs) I personally like to look at the biblical standpoint of, of like relationships and then look at where we're at in society now. And that kind of gives me my definition um, because I'm going to give you a, a, a different term that I use instead of courting or dating. It's kind of combining the two. So like looking back in the Bible, <clears throat> there are only three relationships that God actually like recognizes in his eye. It is a friendship. It is a family-based relationship, so father, son, mother, daughter type deal, or it's marriage. Like, there was never any dating or courting or anything like that um, back back in the biblical times. So dating and courting came along with us as we, you know, progressed and everything. We came up with dating. We came up with courting. So what we did was we separated the two. we shouldn't ask, but we separated the two and we gave our own rules, regulations and everything to each one. So some people consider themselves dating if they're intimate with one another. So we're going we, we gonna to call a spade a spade. We're going to get hot in here. Um, some people consider it dating if they've been talking for a length of time. Some people consider it dating if they're just going on a couple of dates. Um, some people think that they can date multiple people. Now, courting is, you know, when courting first began is where 
two people of the opposite sex would, you know, meet up. And every time they would meet up, the parents would be right there involved every step of the way. They were never spending any kind of a long time. Like courting was something that was just super strict and super supervised, right? So what I do now is I believe in intentional dating. So what I did is I took certain principles from courting, certain principles from dating. So the things I took from courting was the fact that it's biblical based, meaning that we pray for each other, we fast with each other, we spend time in God's word, we allow God to be the center and the foundation of the relationship, although not perfect, still progressing. Um, and it's all because of God as the center. And then we also still take portions of dating where we can be alone and get that intimate, not intimate in terms of sex. But if we get into that conversation, we will dive in, but not intimate in terms of that, but intimate in terms of closeness. Um, so we can really build with one another, get to know each other's strengths, each other's areas of opportunity, get to know what each other's struggles are. So doing that, we set goals and we say, hey, we don't want to be stuck in the intentional dating phase. We want to move forward and we plan on getting, you know, engaged and, you know, continue to move forward and plan on getting married. So that's my definition. I believe in intentional dating, not in dating solely or courting solely, but figuring out a way to combine the two that works for you and still allows you to honor God. Um, I don't know what I can uh, say to add to that because Jay just completely like blew us out the water. <laughs> I mean, like this brother just ran down everything that I was going to say, at, like from to the traditional, Facts. Side, but, you know, quote unquote, quarter versus dating and all of that. But what I will say um, is that uh, when you're courting, it's pretty much an exclusive relationship with the, with the opposite sex where the intention is marriage. It's not, oh, we're just talking. That's dating. Dating is just, you know, we're just talking. I still may be seeing other people. You know, I still may be texting other people. I still may be hanging out with other people. And uh -uh, we're not doing that in courtship. Although courtship may not be a biblical term, it's something that Christians adopted because it's the closest thing to what God desires for relationships. And so, um, so pretty much when you're courting, it's just, it's you and that person. And yes, we may not necessarily um, do it in a traditional sense anymore where um, when we go out, we're um, with, a, with a, um, an accountability partner or group or um, a chaperone, um, but um, it should still, it's just, when it's for God, it should still be holy. You know what I mean? We should still be um, in accordance with his word and still, um, still, uh, you know, conducting ourselves appropriately. Um, but that's pretty much what it is. I mean, my brother just, I mean, he just ran it down for us. Yeah, like everybody's been saying, Jay pretty much stole everybody's thunder, <laughs> lightning, soul. Like, I appreciate that, though, man. <laughs> And at 24, man, if I had the knowledge I had back then, yes. 10 years ago, man, I think we would all be a beast. So he's leading yes. in the direction to change this generation like he wants you to, man. Um, I'm going to keep it hot. I'm a little and transparent, as we do. And, uh, you know, Jay pretty much gave us the, uh, the biblical standpoint, and I completely agree. And also, uh, Tiara gave us kind of uh, her and, and the worldly, how we look at it from a, a, almost a worldly point of view, which I'm going to do to add perspective and she also put in there on um, the biblical way um for me i'm going to leave with more of a worldly view uh, from my understanding uh, i took some notes here so this is why i'm looking <laughs> at my phone here um from my understanding of how it was uh, many years ago for teenagers and young adults courtship usually required the permission of both people's parents uh to be in the vicinity or, or to be with them uh and even a young woman may possibly even be chaperoned by an older sibling uh, when she's with the guy's friend so I would define courting as a couple who intends to become engaged and get married. Um, they know that their relationship is intended to be long-term and permanent. So the thing for me is, what's your intent? Um, I would define dating as a couple who may not have any specific expectations for their relationship. Uh, they may or may not see engagement or marriage as possibilities for the future, but are just having fun and seeing where the relationship goes. Um, they may intend for the relationship to be short-term, or they may leave with the possibility for it to become long-term. So it's pretty much an open uh, open type of relationship because they could, as Tierra said, um, you can date or talk to other people. Um, you may go on one or two dates, something like that's not for you. But the intent with courtship is 
the intent of being permanent long-term marriage. That's good. Yeah. So Tiara, um, expand on courting as it, you know, pertains to your marriage, you know, before you were married, I believe that you said that you were in a courtship, you know, what was it structured? Like, how did that go? Um, of course it wasn't in the traditional sense, um, far as, you know, having a chaperone when we go out and stuff like that. Um, we didn't always get it right either. Nowadays, courtship has been pretty much, um, except for certain cultures, but courtship has been pretty much what you make it really. And for my husband and I, we, um, we kind of made it our own and we put, you know, our own rules and regulations on how we wanted things to be done. Like I said, we didn't always get it right. Um, when we met, we were together, um, for about three or four months and then we broke up we broke up because you know it was just we started idolizing each other like we put each other before God and um and, you know our father says you know there will be no other guys before me and so we broke up and we broke up without the intention on getting back together like no relationship talk on the table at all no oh we might see none of that and so when we got so we eventually uh, got back together five months later and when we got back together at that, that time we were completely two different people we were two different people spiritually mentally emotionally we were both in a place where um where we could love each other and still love god more so when we um, began our courtship um the lord told me that he was my husband before we even got together before um before like feelings really started to like come into play the lord told me that he was my husband and i didn't do anything about it i said lord if this is what you want you're gonna have to make it work i said you're gonna have to set things in motion you're gonna have to uh, make him pursue me because i'm not doing nothing i'm not lifting a finger you're gonna have to do all the work so i'm gonna sit back and chill and let you do it all and sure enough, the Lord did it. And um, a few months later, um, we got back together. And when we got back together, the, our mindsets were different and our intentions were different. We said, you know, this is it. You know what I mean? Like we we are get we know that this is for marriage, and that's it. That's all. And with us, um, we we gave ourselves curfews, like because I mean, you know, after a certain time, things start they start looking different, you know. So we had to give ourselves curfews. <laughs> like our curfew, I think, was like ten thirty or something like that during the week, and um, because you know things were getting a little heated, and so we had to make sure that we protected ourselves and made sure that we stayed holy. Like I said. We didn't always do things right. We had, you know, a little month, little month and a half where, you know, we weren't so holy, you know, but we got ourselves back together and we got the Lord back into it. So it's really, so courtship is pretty much what you make it, but you have to make sure that you keep God at the center. You have to make sure that you pray together. You have to make sure that you read the word together. And you also have to make sure that you're in a place where you can receive somebody, where you can love on somebody and where you can receive the love of another person. I want to add to that. Like, um, <laughs> she said she had a month of like you know what it was so holy like i i'm hot like everybody know i like to be hot because i feel like you can't battle darkness by keeping it in the dark you know what i mean you you gotta fight your you gotta fight your battles in public that's how you shine light on it and so for me before i started really understanding what intentional dating was i had the perception of when i anybody i date we supposed to have sex like, you feel me? Sex is a part of this whole thing. Like, I want to introduce this topic early on. Like, I really thought that sex was a part of this thing. Coming into 2018, I remember, um, and David knows my story, so it's funny. But I remember uh, I was in the middle of sin. Feb February 5th of 2018, I was in the middle of sin. And God had spoke so loud to me and said, you're not supposed to be here. This is not what I called you for. And um, stopped the whole operation. Like, sex ain't sexy when god is in the room outside of marriage it's not like it's it's not at all and i remember when he called me away from that and at that moment like he had my full attention and god began to speak to me and i was dating another girl at the time so this is how you know like my perception was all the way jacked up like all the way jacked up um i was dating a different girl at the time and um he told me like yo break up with her and i want you to focus on me and so when I did that, I began to really focus in on him. And um, the the woman that I am dating now, the uh, the woman that I'm dating now, God has spoke to me about this woman. It was funny because 
I had seen her months before, but I didn't see her. Like, you know what I mean? Like I took pictures in church and I have pictures from what? October and November of 2017 when she was in the same church, literally standing right next to me in the pictures. And I'm taking pictures of other people, but I've never seen her. But I remember after God called me out of the sin and he got my full attention and I gave myself to him and said, God, I'm being consistent with you because I ain't got the time. Um, he revealed her to me in the camera. And from there on, I was like, yo, this is the thing. Now, I do agree that we have not been perfect throughout this whole thing, man. When, when, when sin creeps its way in there, it really creeps in. Um, and it, it, it gets hard, especially when you grow up knowing the false views of sex. You grow up believing that sex is a norm. Sex is supposed to happen um, <clears throat> in every relationship. Sex is the, is the way that you show your love. If you don't have sex with somebody, you don't really love them. You know, growing up and learning that and then having God come into your life where you have to be stripped of all of your old views and values and you have to take his on, um, it has definitely been a challenge. It's been a challenge. And myself and my significant other, we have fallen hard multiple times, like for sure. But one thing that, uh, that T had said that was really good is you have to get back to God like if the relationship is truly from God one you'll know it by the by the seeds that's that that's planted and the fruits that's produced you'll know it by the growth of the relationship and the growth of the individuals in the relationship but the thing about it is to keep God as the center he knows you're gonna fall but he wants to know will you get back up and get back to him and that's one of the biggest things is that when you fall you can't stay there and say like oh well you know this is a norm this is supposed to happen there should be something convicting you that's saying this is not right this is not supposed to happen and it might feel good but this is not what i've called both of you for and you have to get back to god and i promise you God will start moving and doing some miraculous things between the both of y'all, man, because it, it, it's been happening for myself and, and my relationship. As you can see, it's happened with her marriage. You know what I mean? I'm sure her story is amazing. So that's why I wanted to add to it. That is very true. And you have to have an accountability partner. That was one of the reasons um, uh, that helped us to, to get back on track. We had an accountability couple. Um, when we entered our courtship, um, well, before we even entered it, I already had in mind who I wanted to be uh, my accountability couple. But when we when we entered our courtship, we immediately went to um, another married well to a married couple that we wanted. They they had the oil for us. My personality was just like hers, and my husband's personality was just like his. And they were able to help us and guide us along. So when we went, so when we started falling short, they were um, they were there to you know to check us. You know, it wasn't like oh no they checked us through and through and so you need that you need that accountability group you need other like-minded um christian couples around you so that you will stay on track because without that accountability you're just gonna fall that's facts i i'm not gonna lie we personally we um <clears throat> we still need that accountability like couple because uh we don't really have it around us and that's the thing like um you know, we're both from Cleveland. We're both from Cleveland now. I'm out of college and she's, you know, she's, <clears throat> excuse me, she's still in college. So that's already, you know, two different, two different worlds slightly because now I'm in my professional career and she's still finishing up her degree and stuff like that. And she's also an entrepreneur. She, you know, she does natural hair care products. You know what I mean? So she has her own thing going on too. And so we know that God is trying to break norms and reset the standards through us. And um, it's hard when God is using you to reset the standards, but there's nobody else around you who has already taken that step. You know what I mean? Everybody else that is around you, is they still have that, that worldly view of how relationships should be and how sex should be and how, you know, courting and marriage and all that other stuff should be. So it gets hard. So you really do have to be diligent and, and seeking accountability you know, partners, especially when it comes to, you know, you, you intentionally dating and wanting to get to engagement and get to marriage, because if you don't have that, you don't know how it's supposed to look or how it's supposed to be done. It reminds, it reminds me of what Pastor, uh, Pastor Mike was saying when he said he wanted to go and learn how to golf. And it was funny because I was telling my girlfriend today, I was telling her uh, a scenario of basketball. You can go throughout all of your high school career. 
wanting to be a star basketball player. And if your form is wrong, your shooting wrong, your fundamentals are wrong, if all of that is wrong, you just going to keep going through our high school attempting different ways to make it work. And you'll never be able to do it the right way. You'll never have that solid foundation to be able to build upon and continue to work on those skills to get you to a top tier player. You'll never have those. Why? Because you don't have anybody to teach you the right way. And so it's the same with, with dating. If you don't get anybody to teach you the right way, you won't know what holy dating is supposed to look like. You know what I'm saying? You won't know what engagement is supposed to look like, what marriage, a, a godly marriage is supposed to look like. So I definitely agree. Accountability is everything. So that's something that we're, we're personally, you know, seeking right now. So coming back to what Jay was talking about with the, uh, uh, not just accountability, but, uh, he was talking about, uh, I think how you and, uh, your girlfriend kind of got back towards, um, to Jesus, to, to God. Um, my main thing was, I know growing up, uh, depending on how we all grew up, um, we were taught different things. And for me, somewhat of the street life is, you know, you don't trust anybody and every female, you know, never trust them because, you know, they always have someone else. So you should have someone else too. Um, and even some, some men's parents have told us that as well. So I'm just being hot right now. So my way of growing up is, you know, even though I've never stepped outside of a relationship, when dating, it was always, always have someone in your back pocket. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So as I started to date and got closer with an individual, um, I would say when I would slip up, I would repent, but then I would fall away from God instead of running towards his grace. So that's one thing I had to learn, um, his grace um meant a lot more than me trying to hide because you can't be like uh Jonah and hide from God. You know, you, you gotta run towards him. So that's one saving grace that got me and he'll speak to in all forms at any time of the day. Um actually he spoke to me one time after sex and he was just like, you know what? The lady had her leg locked around mine and then he woke me up and was like, yo, look what's going on. You just did something negative, you know, you just sinned. And now the devil has a lock on you. And the way her leg was locked on mine, I was like, now I got you in a cycle. So that was crazy to me. And it was an eye opener. And I was like, all right, I got to fall back. You know, I repented. I told her, hey, we got to pray. You pray on your own. I got to pray on my own. We can pray together. But that was that was one point I wanted to bring Um, as far as always uh, get back to God's grace. Don't fall off the train um, because you only get deeper and deeper yeah. into sin. And you'll get brought down to the lowest point to where only he can reach you. And sometimes that's where he wants you to be, you know, to bring you back up. But yes, always saying God's grace. Okay. And David, just um, as a single man, now, did you say that you, you were leaning more towards uh, courting or dating or are you saying that they are the same things? I mean, how do you feel even about the term uh, intentional dating? Intentional dating, um, <laughs> it's kind of, kind of hard to decipher because everybody will have their own definition of it but like Tierra said you have to put your uh your own rules and and, and uh policies regulations with how you want to do it um as a couple uh, me personally i prefer dating right now only because i continuously travel a lot i meet many people i love 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 what i call god's creation the woman but i have to put boundaries on myself to know that um you know when i meet someone what's my intent when I'm in the gym and I see a nice woman, I'm like, you know, y'all women coming there with those uh, leggings on. I'm like, all right, if I speak to her, what's my intent? Is it going to be, hey, we're going to grow uh, to be friends, like genuine friends, or am I looking to have sex with this woman eventually? So um, for me, it's, um, you know, I love the woman. I'm not obsessed, you know, but um, I can always find something good with almost every woman that I encounter. So for me, it's all, I think it's dating more than courtship for now. But I know eventually I would like marriage, but not to get too much off topic, I will say that um, I know he'll slow me down eventually, but God wanted us to have a relationship with each other, but it didn't necessarily say to my knowledge that I haven't found anything about necessarily he wanted us to have marriage. He wanted us to have a relationship with each other. Um, so when it comes to marriage, to me, in my eyes, that's like a bonus. That's like, hey, you're building an even bigger relationship with God and his covenant. Okay, let's get into the topic of sex. I know we did kind of touch on it just a little bit. I know, Jay, you touched on it um, some as well. 
in your intentional dating right now, and I know that you said sometimes, you know, it's hard, you know, being in, the, in that relationships and sex probably does cross your mind at times. What basically like stops you in the moment from going into the act of sex? Honestly, um, <clears throat> that, that one is really, really, really just kind of up in the air, honestly. There are a couple things that God has placed on my heart, placed on her heart as well, that, that we can, like, a couple practical steps. Um, God knows his children, first of all. That, that's one of the biggest things. Like, what worked for, for T and her husband may not work for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the boundaries that they had set in place, that might have been just what they needed right. for them to continue to grow together, grow in Christ together, without compromising you know what i mean and so if i was to try to take on some of the stuff that they do it might not work the same but um what what god personally you know placed on my heart is we got to look for warning signs first of all and one of the one of the big warning signs is your heart racing so like when my heart is about because what i noticed this is really weird like this was probably one of the not one of the most weirdest things because there were a lot of weird things happening <laughs> between our relationship that I was just like, God, it's nothing but you. Um, we listen to each other's heartbeats and she more so listens to mine than anything. And I know for me, like my heart is always just like doing whatever it wants. My heart is always just making all kinds of music. And I remember one time specifically, I went to listen to her heartbeat and it sounded familiar. And so I'm like, what the? What ended up happening is whenever she would start getting excited or I would start getting excited, our hearts would both speed up at the same rate. And I'm like, that might be a sign right there. And I remember I was talking to, uh, I was talking to David at, uh, at, we went to dinner one time. I was talking to David and I was saying like, you know, one of the things is like when your heart starts speeding up, that needs to be a warning sign. That needs to be a warning sign that, hey, you are going somewhere that you don't need to be. Because the only time your heart really races is if, one, you're doing intense activity, which if you get into sex, you'll be doing intense activity. Um, and then, two, when you're afraid of something. And you know that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. You know what I mean? So our hearts should not just normally be racing and, and beating out, you know, out of our chest when we're with that, that special person. Now, yes, nervousness and the butterfly that's a different feeling than when you you know when you getting really anxious and your heart revved up and your your blood pressure going you like oh my gosh I'm like this is about to happen so that's one warning sign we try to look for it don't always work but that's one thing that we're being more conscious of another thing is like when we get those urges we have to be open about those urges because what we try to do is and I noticed that we fall a lot when we do this um we try to again battle those things by ourselves, and one of the things that uh that uh I, I like to call her by her name Ramika. That's her name. So um, one of the things. Hey Ramika. Hey right. girl. <laughs> what up there? One of the things that uh that she told me today because we were talking about how I get uh, mentally attacked often. I like I like to be hot, like I said. And I was talking to her, uh, driving her to work today, and I was like, babe, I don't know why in your right mind, like who in their right mind would want to be with somebody who's always getting like mentally attacked on things that just other people would look at and be like, man, I don't even make sense. And she's like somebody who's always ready for war, somebody who's always ready for battle. And she's like, it's not my job to fix you. That's not my job. But it is my job to have your back and to be ready to fight with you regardless yes, of what when she said that it's just like yo that that is that's real nobody has ever spoken to me like that or cared that much about me or the attacks that i go through it's always a you know you got to deal with that but everything with her my wallet got stolen i'm she hit me with it i'm sorry that we have to go through this but we will get through this it's always we're battling this together and it's the same thing when it comes to sex if i get an urge and she get an urge Sometimes we hold it in and we try to battle that thing by ourselves. But listen, we got to realize this. That sexual lust demon that we fight, that thing is too strong to fight by yourself, bro. You are, listen, that thing will devour you. You will fold like a lawn chair. You are not strong enough to fight it by yourself. So you really have to get to a place where it's like, babe, I'm not going to lie. 
you know, the perfume you're wearing right now, it's really turning me on. Hey, babe, you look real good right now. Babe, I'm not going to lie. My mind is just starting to drift a little bit. And if we're open about that with one another, it, it, it kind of sets the stage to where, okay, I know that she's struggling or she knows that I'm struggling. Let's counteract that temptation. And how do you counteract it? With the word. In Matthew 4, when Jesus was in the wilderness, and he was in his weak moments and his low moments because he was fasting. The devil came to try to tempt him in his weaker moments and his lower moments. How did he fight that temptation? He fought it with the word, with the scripture. So that's another thing. Whenever you feel those struggles coming on, talk to your significant other about them. And then both of you get into the word together because what that does is it shifts the atmosphere. It shifts your mindset. It shifts your perspective. And it, it gets you focused on God. And God sees that. You know what I mean? So those are things that we, we like to do that, you know, we're putting in place and stuff like that. So, yeah. Hold up, hold up. Let the people know how old Ramika is just so they know. <laughs> oh, so you guys know. Ramika is 19. She's about to be 20 in May. And wow. she got all this knowledge, all this knowledge, and y'all can see right. where I get mine from, these guys. <laughs> no, no, seriously, like, seriously, I'm not going to lie. Like, man, it, it feels great having having people like David that I know for a fact I can call and talk to about any and everything. Like, I'm blessed to have this dude in my life. Seriously, like, we talk, man. And, and when we talk, we get in. Like, we get in on the word. And the funny thing is we met on GroupMe. And um, the first time I ever heard of David, they almost tried to give a, like, leave a bad taste in my mouth about David. But it was funny because when he came into the group, me and we started talking, I was like, yo, I really like this David dude, man. He real cool. And we just started really, like, hitting off and we really just got to talking and got to sharing knowledge and spread knowledge and stuff. And um, when we met in person for the first time, before they even found out how old Ramika was, they asked, like, you know, so are y'all living together yet? Y'all living together, right? And it's funny because our vibe in person, you will really think that we're either engaged or we're already married. And we're just going through life together, constantly learning together. But it's like, you have a 24-year-old and a 19-year-old, you know, that are that love God and that are trying to, you know, figure this thing out and trying to reset the standard. And to have people that are older than us that, look to us and say like yo man y'all got blessings wisdom that, that's crazy to me that that just always been a crazy day for me so yeah, i just want to clarify i know i don't have to but hey they tried to almost run jay out the group so i wasn't the bad guy in that accent it was just more so like they tried to make it seem like he couldn't ask a question without me being yeah. there and i was like i'm not the leader you know it's god's community not mine so it's more like Everybody, yeah. I kind of took on the initiative role to start doing things in the group. So I just want to clarify, I'm not the bad guy, but <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah he's definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Tierra, you wanted to say something? Um, I was just, I was just amazed. Like, you know, just, just listening to your story. Like that, that's amazing. I really, um, I'm happy for you guys. And I find her, I mean, both of y'all, but I find her so commendable. Like, and like, I mean, she's amazing. She sounds amazing. Amazing. I, I, yeah, I hope and pray that God gonna do this thing for y'all. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, look, I'm hoping and praying too. I'm not gonna lie. I really am. Um, I know what God spoke to me. And the thing about it is um, self-sabotaging is a real thing. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, it, it kind of makes me a little nervous. And this is where I see, I really see a lot of God in her. Because um, in old relationships, it was so easy to self-sabotage. And I believe I was saying this to David. David, I got a lot of stories talking. <laughs> I believe I was saying this to David. And I was saying, like, um, the enemy will never attack what's his it reminds me of when jesus was saying a house divided will never will never stand um an enemy the enemy will never attack what's his right and so when i dated other women i know that none of those relationships were founded upon god none of those had god as the center like when i first started talking to these women we started off a lot of the times with sex like you know what i'm saying and so those relationships I never really got attacked by the enemy and I never really seen any spiritual growth, but instead a lot of our issues were actually issues from us. Meaning like we would just go at each other. We would literally fight each other 
Um, and we would self-sabotage a lot. And so knowing that self-sabotaging is real, um, coming into this new, this new union with Ramika is something that is like, God is trying to really attack that mindset. And he's definitely working through her to do so. And I love it because like I'll have moments where I'm getting attacked and where those mental attacks, they'll start to like kind of manifest into me, you know, kind of pulling away a little bit or maybe like um, my vibe or my mood might change and she noticed it instantly. Every time it changes, she notices it instantly and she just comes and she doesn't say anything, but she just gets close to me or she, you know, just, just comes near me and comforts me in, in some kind of way. And so when I have those moments, when I do ask her like, hey, why do you, why do you want to be with me? It's almost, it's almost like a, a defense mechanism where it's like, yo, I'm scared. I don't want the, the battles and struggles that I go through to self-sabotage this relationship because, you know, I've self-sabotaged a lot before and I don't want to mess this thing up. So maybe it's better if you just go with somebody who's already perfect, who already has this, that, and the third. And she's like, listen, I got my struggles too. I'm not perfect. You help, you've helped me tear down so many walls that you may not even know of and this is just one of the walls that we got to knock down as a unit that's the part of being a team being on this construction team with God God has the blueprint for this relationship God is the the overall builder he's the the CEO of this whole thing only Jesus. thing he's doing is giving us the tools to build or knock down walls when he says it's time to do so and so knowing that that's our mindset it's been helping with the whole self-sabotaging thing Oh. Hey, you got me over here about to listen. Hey, <laughs> I'm about to get up and run <laughs> and cry at the same yes. time, honey. Oh my yes. goodness. Um, I remember what I wanted to say earlier. Um, when you were talking, Jay, um, about uh, what Ramika said, it spoke to me. Um, I can't remember what you said verbatim, but when you were saying how you know you deal with a lot of mental warfare, first of all, that's only because you're a powerful man and the enemy knows that. So he's going to do whatever he has to do to try to attack that to keep you from um, becoming who you're supposed to be. Um, but what I wanted to say was, in addition to that, um, she taught me that it's not our job um, as the as the woman as the wife is not our jobs um, to change the man. It is our job to to pray for them and to respect them and to support them and whatever it is that they're going through and facing. We're not supposed to sit there um, and 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 you know try to con you know be down their neck or try to teach them this or teach them that or whatever the case. Our job is to is to lift them up and to encourage them. David, I think you were about to say something. Were you about to say something? Oh no, I, I, I don't have obviously I'm the, the single guy, so I would have to give from the uh single man's perspective on, on all of this. So my story is gonna be a lot different. But uh I, I don't know. It, it's it's more so uh with the topic it would be dating dating has been rough as far as like he says self-sabotage um because you go through so many relationships as a guy um and the potential for something to grow even if it is something that is great for you and it may even be godlike self-sabotage can kind of kill it because it's like okay well i put myself in a position to where uh she says something and it'll set a trigger off and it'll make me run from the relationship instead of getting closer to god or asking god hey was this person meant for me you know, and it always goes back for me is what was my intent in the beginning of the relationship? Like, was I trying, was I looking for God for one? And two, was the intent long term or was this temporary satisfaction? So for me and for all the guys that's listening, I know it's hard. <laughs> I know for a fact that when you're dating one woman and she sets you off, you're like, you know, I got this other woman I can call up, you know, and that'll please me in another way. And then you go to a, I got this woman who, who can, I can indulge with in an intimate conversation. And then you're also battling uh, with yourself uh, internally with, okay, God, I know I'm in the wrong. How can I fight this flesh? And like you said, the, the spiritual warfare that's going on, even now for me, as I'm growing in Christ, I can feel these spirits. As I've told you sometimes, uh, Marissa, um, the spiritual warfare is serious. Like, my eyes have been open to a lot of new things. Uh, when people tell me they see certain things, I didn't understand it until now. And like I say, the, the, the more I seek him, the closer I get with him, the more he's revealing things to me. I do fast now, and that helps me um, give me clarity and direction on a lot of things, and he'll give it to me right away. Sometimes after the fast, it'll, it'll come uh, 
right after the fast is done. And, and that way I can go about my, my day and, and my weeks and kind of apply it to my life. But uh, I think for most men, that sexual immorality, like like they said, you can't fight this on your own. And like Tierra said, it's you have to come up with your own boundaries, set the stage for yourself, you know, get with God first, always see God in anything that you do. Um, and I keep it simple. I'm like, you know, everything. I'm like, God, what is this for? What am I doing it for? Um, if it's any storm I'm going through, it's always, God, what are you teaching me? Because it's not always about um, the storm that I'm going through. Um, so at the end of the day, I think uh, a lot of guys, if they would just stop for a minute, take a deep breath, um, get on your knees and pray about every situation, I think it'll save a lot of people from turmoil and uh, a lot of relationships will get saved. And a lot of people would, would not be hurt, you know, hurting themselves as well uh, without, you know, going through God first. So that's my point of view on it, I guess, from a single guy's perspective. Okay. And also just staying with you on being a single guy. So I know you mentioned that you you prefer the dating side of it. So now just right. going forward, um, how, like, how would you approach it now? Just, you know, with, you know, starting your walk and now, you know, knowing, you know, being closer to Christ, how would you do it now? How would you do dating now? Um, David would, if I was going to approach someone, I would definitely seek God's <laughs> advice first. Um, and it would be upon approaching that person, it would be an intentional friendship first. So my boundaries now have been set to be uh, 90 days. So 90 days intentional friendship. That means for me, um, we're in just talking to each other. Uh, I'm not saying you can't have any friends, but it would be more so like my intent is to become friends with you to see if you want to move on to the next step after those 90 days will be intentional dating. Um, for me, intentional dating or courtship, I should say. Um, actually, I'm going to say dating. I'm going to start with dating. Intentional dating would be 90 days to see, you know, uh, just to take that next step uh, forward to see, hey, do we have anything in common? How are our beliefs? Um, how are our families, how are our traditions, just to make sure everything aligns. From there, for me, I think that's when I would get into a courtship. You know, that's six months of dating. Um, do I see where this thing is going? Should we get into a courtship? Um, and we just have that intimate conversation, that sit down, like, hey, let's get, let's be hot. Like, where do you see us going with this thing? Uh, and after that, then, you know, the relationship would move forward for me. Um, but for right now, I would definitely say intentional friendship if anyone I meet, I tell them, you know, I'm not looking for anything but friends right now. So if you're willing to take this journey or watch me grow with God and, you know, a lot of people, I've actually had them revise their faith, you know. So it's been a great experience that I've changed my thought process um, to not only get women to always say, you know, oh, he, he's a handsome guy, you know, he let's just have sex. And it's like for me as a man to say, no, like this is where I'm headed, you know, and if I can bring you on this journey with me. Um, that's even better, you know, not to say that anything's going to come out of it as far as relationship, but um, at least my goal is always, as Jesus says, he is 99 so saved. He'll go back for that one. If I can say one, then for me, you know, through him, then that's my goal. You know what I mean? So that's where I am now with the, the way I would go about it, uh, intentional friendship, intentional dating. And then from there, just, you know, keep it courting. So, Jay and Tierra, how do you feel about putting a, a timeline on it? Yeah, um, I think it's good to have uh, timelines on certain things. I definitely, you know, I definitely, uh, you know, like that idea. But also, you got to give God the freedom to move. Like, if you want him to do this thing, you got to surrender all of it and say, Lord, I need you to choose to me. Like, give him the timeline. Uh, don't try to come up with it for yourself. You give it to the Lord and say, and say, Lord, I need you to do this thing. I need you to choose the mate for me. I need you to bring the person at the right time. I need you to line up everything, every situation, every word spoken, every encounter. Like I need for you to do this because it's something that I cannot do in my own strength. So that's something that you got to give to the Lord. Any, first of all, anytime we try to come up with our own timelines, the Lord is going to tell us how sadly mistaken that is. So I just suggest giving your timeline to the Lord and saying, Lord, I surrender, have your way. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, before Jay jumps in, you know I got to jump in real quick, hold on. <laughs> David. Not to, cut, not to cut you off, but I totally agree. Um, I didn't add that part in there, so thank you um, for throwing that in, Tierra. Um, I will say, like I said, my timeline, God will always have his own, um, and he will do his own thing. And I think the reason those numbers came up, because ever since then, the amount of 
people I've met and the timeline for me has been set that way because they haven't even made it past 30 days. So now I'm like, wow, if you can't make it past 30 days without asking a man to have sex with you or what's going on, are you interested? And I'm showing you interest, but it's about sex. To me, that's when I know I have to get back out of that, whatever was supposed to be friendship, uh, relationship, and then start all over. So I totally agree with what you're saying. I just put those myself um, just for me, but I know God's going to do his own thing. So I appreciate it. Yeah, that's understandable though. That really is. That really is understandable. It is. Um, I let's see. I I I vibe with the timeline. I do because um, at the end of the day, this, this is what we gotta realize. It's like if marriage is the goal, you know, what I mean, not the end goal, but one of the goals to lead to the end goal, right? If marriage is the goal, um then you do want to make sure that that person is somebody who can withstand the test of time. Somebody who is not going to flake out when things get difficult. Somebody who they're not going to shy away at the first, you know, combative moment. Somebody who is willing to grow with you in spite of being uncomfortable. So they're, they're, they're saying to you through their actions, it was funny. Um, I seen uh, one of the, one of the scriptures. I don't remember what scripture it was. It was saying, um, "Don't love through words and in, in the tongue, but through uh, through deeds and in love." And so, like through their actions, they're showing you, "Hey, look, I'm here for the long run, and I'm willing to learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable." Because nobody knows how to just be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's something you got to learn, and it's a process to learn that. And so, it takes time. Every process takes time and so i can agree <clears throat> if after 30 days they already floating no no you wasn't the one from the jump you know what i mean so i definitely agree with the timeline and what what david got set up i think that it's it's very strategic i think that it's smart and i think that it works for him i think the timelines are, are relative um when it comes to uh myself and Ramika, i can give y'all a timeline because the, the timeline really it doesn't make sense to me and it was one of the things that kept me from, like, wanting to believe, like, God, did you really speak that to me? Because, you know, I just got out of a relationship with my ex. I was talking to her for about, what, four years total. We dated for about a year and a half of those four years. So it's like, is what you told me really true? Because this was the timeline of everything, okay? One, the relationship with my ex, had I was already emotionally detached from that. There was no spiritual growth coming from it, nothing. I was emotionally detached from it already, but I stayed in it. Why did I stay in it? Because I was in a cycle of sex and I was comfortable. Um, and so what I did was my perception was all off. I, I felt like, yo, there's a void. There was something missing in this relationship and I knew it. Like, you know what I mean? But I didn't know what it was. So what I would do is I would step out of the relationship. I would big time step out of the relationship and go and try to find it in other women. And that did nothing at all but just paint a picture of me as like, I'm this monster. I don't have a heart. I'm this, that, and third. I was hurting this girl. So it was, it was a lot of mess. It was a lot of mess going on. God pulled me out of that mess on February 5th. And it was crazy because I believe like a week later, like <laughs> it's a week later. And uh, this is how God works. A week later, I said, you know what, man? I don't care about women. I don't want to talk to no women, man. I'm cool. Like, I'm just focusing in on God. Like, and I'm just trying to change my friend group. At this point, everything started to change for me mentally. Like, everything was really changing. Ramika was revealed to me, I think, what, a week, two weeks after he called me out of scene and told me this is not what he called me for. He revealed her in a way in which she was the only person in the camera. And when I saw her, something hit my spirit so hard. And I said, who is, who is this woman? And God answered me. And from there on, I, I knew I had to know who she was, but God wouldn't allow it. He set up little opportunities for me just to talk to her, just to introduce myself and plant that initial seed. But he stopped us from like really having a solid conversation. She didn't give me her number until after I officially stopped talking to my ex. And then even in that time frame, from like February all the way up until what, maybe like July, we were just friends. And then around like June, July, we actually was like, oh, this could really be a thing. And so she would pray the whole time. If it's for me, bless it. If not, block it. 
And I adopted that prayer. If it's for me, bless it. If not, block it. And so we just kept going with it. And we said, you know what? We're going to make this a thing. I'm believing that what God told me is real. And the crazy thing is God, heard, God had told her the same thing. I had said back in like March or something like that, or maybe it was probably earlier than that for her, maybe in February or March. I was saying, you know, Rachel, which is one of my close friends, she's a prophet. She's amazing. I said, Rachel, I believe that my wife is already in my life or she's close by and she's having front row seats of my growth. She's, she's sitting here watching my growth the entire time. And the crazy thing is I'm watching her growth too. I think in April, I watched Ramika get rebaptized, And then in December, she watched me get rebaptized. When we tried to jump into a relationship, we started officially dating in October. We made it official in October. We actually tried to make it official a month or two months before that. And when we did, it was funny because our communication stopped instantly. Like, how is it that we're official, but we're not talking? But the moment that we dropped the title and we said, no, 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 we got to take a step back. We instantly started talking again. Our vibe went back to the way it was. And what that said to me is, God has y'all on a specific timeline. And if you try to rush it, things are going to fall to the wayside. If you don't go according to it and you try to prolong it and take too long, if you're falling behind on the timeline, things are also going to fall to the wayside. Because after the, set, after the first time we tried to date, I, just, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to wait until God tells me it's time. And the way that he revealed to me it's time, it wasn't like he said, oh, yeah, go ahead and date her. I went back up to BG for homecoming because, you know, that's my school. And she was at school there, too. And we went to a tailgate before the football, uh, the football uh, game. And we were there. We were kicking it. And I was kind of walking around talking to everybody because I haven't seen everybody in a while. And she was with her own little friend group. And I had seen from across the way this, this dude that I knew. Like, he was – like, I knew him. Like, I, I know him. And I seen how close he got to her. And how he was like whispering in her ear. And I seen him trying to tickle her and stuff like that. And the way that that set me off on a spiritual level, I was like, oh my God, this cannot be a thing. And I knew in that moment, it was saying, don't get too comfortable um, that, you, that you don't continue pursuing her. Don't wait to the point that you don't continue pursuing her because somebody else will try to step in. And at yeah. that moment, I said, wow, there's really a timeline to this thing. And I got to just listen to God. So yeah. that, I guess... That it's long, but that's how I feel about timelines and relative. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't agree with um just setting up your own timeline because I again I do think that you know God has his timing, you know, with whoever he brings into our our lives. Like, I mean, I've told the story before here on the podcast that, you know, um I've been praying for whoever this man is that's going to be my husband in the future. I've been praying for him not for him to come into my life, but been praying for his walk. I've been praying for his talk. I've been praying for his strength. I've been praying over him. Like I can feel the connection with him already, but it's just not time yet. I joke with David and tell him like he's in the queue. <laughs> like he's in the queue because you know God is saying it's not time yet because he's preparing you know him and he's preparing me so when we do come together like it's going to be something you know spectacular and magical so those that, that type of timeline I definitely understand but if someone comes into my life and you know it goes like two or three months and now you know we're in a courtship because I go off a courtship we're in a courtship and then it's moving into engagement I'm not going to put like a 90 day or you know six month timeline on it because God has already made this person for me or whatever and I see Jay you and Ramika are going to be married I just want my invitation I just want my invitation okay we are going to set that thing off we are going no, to have a good time it is it. coming it's coming it's coming I'm, pr- I'm praying for it like I, like I, I, like I said, I'm hot. I let to be honest. This is the first time I've ever had a woman who, um, really, when I say challenges me, I mean really challenges me on a spiritual level. And she's not afraid to challenge me on a spiritual level. Um, every other woman that I've ever dated, it was easy for me to enforce my will. And um, when I say my will, like, uh, man, I was manipulative. I was a cheater. You know what I mean? I would lie. Like, 
it was hey. easy. No, for real. It was easy. It was easy. I feel you. Those things. Especially, especially having a way with words. And that's the thing. God blessed me to be a talker. Like, he blessed me to be a communicator. And um, being a communicator and then being blessed with the wisdom that I have, I know it's all from God, but when you use those gifts for, for ungodly purposes, man, it creates disasters. And so I've hurt a lot of people in my past. And, you know, she, when I tell you she reminds me so much of God, like, she looks so far, far past my past. Like, she sees the the potential in me she sees where where god is is trying to take me um she she's a woman of of true vision like seriously like a, a woman of true vision and um she loves to pray over me pray for me if i'm struggling with something man she's she's hitting the ground praying she does not when i say guidance like she does if i'm doing something that's just like off the wall or something like that or she see me going off for real for real she's right there to like challenge me like yo do you think do you think that that's like the best? Do you think that that's like the best thing? So this is the first time I've ever had a woman to really do that. The first time I've ever had a woman who if I hurt if I hurt them with my with my words. I remember we uh when we was in New York, I was telling David about it and he all, he always told me like uh you know, don't stay in the valley, which is funny cuz God gave me a word about that like maybe two weeks prior. And um he was saying like don't stay in the valley, walk through it. When we were in New York, um it got really intense. I was getting attacked left and right. She was getting attacked. Our relationship getting attacked, everything. And um, we ended up getting into it. And um, she had told me face-to-face, -face, like, uh, you know, there are times when I make her feel really small by the things that I say. And that broke me down. Like, it broke me <clears throat> down to a, a level. I'm like, man, I ain't never had no woman break me down like this. Like, it broke me down. Like it hurt so bad. And, um, she, the crazy thing is it was graceful because she was like, you know, the first time you did it, it was coming from a place of like intentional hurt where you wanted me to feel what you felt this time when you did it, it wasn't that it was actually accidental. And you didn't know that it made me feel small. So that's already growth in that. And I do believe that there's not going to be a next time. I believe in faith that there's not going to be a next time because God is still working on you and he's still growing in you and God's still working on me. So the fact that she can take a situation like that, saying like I've, I've made her feel small, being honest and transparent with me about it and delivering it the way she did, I'm like, yeah, this 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 got to be a thing because it, ha it just has to be. <laughs> man, look, look, just hearing you speak, man, and I keep bringing it up, but I mean, I know ages and everything, but it is in this instance and to hear at 24 and 19, um, you know, I got 10 years over you and it's yeah. like with you guys speaking, I'm like, I'm so grateful to where I am now. And to hear you say, you know, the people you've dated, um, that you found this person at 24, um, I'm grateful for you guys, man. Like, like wholeheartedly, like, I'm so grateful that you don't have to go through what I've been through trying to find myself, trying to find myself and other people, trying to find validation uh, from other people. Like, you get it at 24, man. That's a blessing in itself. So every time, that's why I get hype on y'all's story, man. Like you can tell me that oh, every day and then I'm like, go get hype about it. And I'm like, man, I'm so grateful for them. And I wish that other young people that's out in the world would, would have that type of relationship, you know, with God first and then be able to connect with somebody that's on the same level, if not growing and just trying to find Christ. So I applaud you guys, man. I love you guys. Like anything y'all need, man, you know, it got to but hey, Marissa, I got that invitation first. So. Yeah, man, we, we love you too, bro. Well, you better put a plus one whenever. <laughs> hey, yeah, that has already put claim to the first invitation like a while ago. He was like, yo, I, yeah. I had the first invitation. But, but the crazy thing is, David, see, words hold weight, man. And words, they, they, they have a lot of meaning to them. David doesn't say invitation. David says ticket. <laughs> I need the first ticket. And so when we hear ticket, we like, David, man, how 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 huge do you think this thing is going to be? like, bro, this is going to be big. I see the vision. <laughs> this is be big. I need a ticket. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, oh my goodness oh my gosh but guys we could go on and on and on about this subject and i mean today my listeners have gotten courting versus dating they've got some marriage advice they got some relationship advice i am just so like just filled with singleness advice 
yes, and singleness <laughs> advice as well. So I am just full with joy today, and I'm just so happy that you guys were able to join me today. And before we go, could you just leave each one of you, leave my listeners just with some advice, just from the relationship status point of view that you're in, just giving, giving them some words of wisdom under a minute. <laughs> yep. Okay, uh, being single, um, for anyone, male or female, just maximize your singleness, get in touch with God, um, seek him in everything that you do, um, everything you do, and uh, you will prosper. Like they say, the, the tree by the river, um, your, your, your leaves will never, will never wither, and uh, everything you do will prosper. So always, always seek him first, and um, make sure that anyone you come into contact with, as you said, our jobs are to worship him and bring in more disciples. So say one soul a day. That's my goal. Um, I would probably say, don't try to do it yourself. Just let God choose your mate and allow God to do in you the necessary heart changes and mind changes and spiritual changes that he needs done uh, before the I do. I'm going to piggyback off of David. Um, singleness does not go away when you get in a relationship or a marriage, you're always going to have a mentality of singleness because singleness is becoming the best, most whole version of you in Christ. That's what singleness is. So even in relationships, a relationship and a marriage only works where you have two single individuals that take their individual talents, gifts, and callings, and they work those things together to form a cohesive unit. A, a nice mechanism for God and his kingdom. So you always want to continue to work on your singleness, meaning work on yourself as an individual with Christ, and that will begin to manifest and pour into your relationship, and then you two will, will grow in unity in Christ. So singleness is always a thing. Preach it, brother. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. So that has been another episode of the Bougie Boss Podcast. Do not forget to register for the Brunch with Bosses Conference, May 25th, 2019, in the city of Brotherly Love. Tiara is actually going to be the moderator for the Brunch with Bosses Conference. So make sure you register. Uh, we are going to build, boost, and bond at this conference. You are going to make relationships. God has given me this idea of the conference. He has told me the date. He's given me the location. He has broken down every aspect of this conference. So there is definitely going to be a shift in the room that day. Everybody is going to be fed at the conference. And I will see you guys on the next podcast. Bye-bye.